This is 5 in 10 from Skywatch TV for Friday, June 30th, 2023. I'm Derek Gilbert. A special program today as we continue to try to make sense of what exactly happened in Russia this past weekend. Reports of top Russian generals being arrested this week, which Moscow denies. Um, other reports that uh, uh, of uh, what uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of the uh, mercenary Wagner group, might have received in exchange for turning around and not marching all the way to Moscow. Well, the only person we can turn to who can view this with the experience of five decades in the geopolitical ring and through a biblical lens is the author of books we highly recommend from Defender Publishing, specifically Alliance of Evil, which uh, examines the growing relationship between Russia and China and its impact on end times prophecy, Kings of the East, which focuses specifically on China's goals in the 21st century, and the forthcoming book, Looking at Globalism, Divided We Stand, we welcome back to the program, Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis. Uh, Colonel McGinnis, Sharon and I watched this unfold last week, through or Saturday, through the lens of the corporate media and been watching the uh, analyses in print and on video since this short-lived coup attempt, as it's been described, played out. And I don't know that anybody really has a firm grasp, at least not in the corporate media. Um, you're familiar with the uh, situation there. How did you process this? What do you make of what took place in Russia over the last weekend? Well, Derek, I, I think the first thing to do is to understand uh, mercenaries and what they do across the world. Uh, back in 2014, uh, Putin hired his, quote, chef, Rogozin, uh, to uh, you know, build a mercenary force that would help him after the Olympics uh, to go into uh, Crimea. And that's, in fact, what they did. They were the so-called little green men that were reported back when you know, they were showing up on the streets of Crimea and eventually, of course, were very instrumental in taking over uh, that peninsula for uh, the Russian Federation. Now, subsequently, they've gone all over the world. Uh, they're, they're in the Central African Republic in Mali. Uh, you know, they're in Latin America. They, they've even uh, allegedly visited Haiti uh, to kind of bolster that regime. So uh, mercenaries are important. Now, the U.S. is not without its own backing. Um, yeah, Eric Prince, who founded Blackwater back uh, after he finished being a SEAL in the U.S. Navy, uh, his parents, I knew, uh, they were major supporters when I was at the Family Research Council. And Eric stood up Blackwater, and of course, they were the mercenaries that were very involved for the U.S., uh, primarily in Afghanistan and Iraq. And so mercenaries are used by all major powers, whether they acknowledge it or not. So given that background, I think it's important to understand that Putin hired uh, the Wagner group, Pergozin and friends, uh, to do their bidding, not only in Crimea, um, but obviously more recently in Ukraine. Now, the problem is that yeah, you, the Russians abused uh, that opportunity with the uh, with you, Wagner and Progozin. Uh, they uh, put them in the heaviest fighting, uh, Bakhmud and so forth, where here uh, weeks ago, uh, allegedly Russian Air Force bombed a uh, Wagner uh, <clears throat> camp and killed many Wagner fighters. 
that was because there was a dispute be- between uh, the defense minister, Shoivo, and the army chief of staff, uh, Germusasov. And so what Pogosin wanted to do with this so-called takeover of Rostov, which is in southern uh, Russia, is to you know, basically arrest uh, Shoivo and Gerasimov uh, and, you know, I don't know, I suppose, bargain with Putin. Uh, but, uh, you know, when this whole you know, mutiny, uh, you can call it, uh, failed, uh, and it was tipped off to the FSB, which is the Russian Secret Service, and Putin got wind of it, then uh, the Wagner people started their alternative, which was to march to uh, Moscow. And so they put hundreds of vehicles and personnel on the road to Moscow. And of course, midway, Putin uh, with you know, Lukashenko, the uh, president in nearby Belarus and a good ally of Putin, said, no, nah, we'll, we'll give him exile. And then Putin allegedly promised not to criminally charge uh, the Wagner leadership uh, in what he called a mutiny, or, you know, he, he, he called it a, a rebellion and a variety of other things. So that, that's kind of the background on what what happened. Uh, it, I, the, according to uh, Prashenko, uh, th- there was never going to be a, a takeover of Moscow. They just wanted to, you know, protest basically how they had been treated in Ukraine. Uh, and interestingly, here recently, you know, Foreign Minister Lavrov, you know, declared that, you know, the, the operations in Mali and Kar and, you know, elsewhere in Africa, in the Middle East, like Syria, and they met with Assad and so forth, you know, those would continue. Uh, the the it, it's arguably not going to be under the guise of Wagner going forward, uh, but likely some sort of franchise that Putin has created, uh, because uh, you know Pagosin will likely not be able to fulfill uh, the leadership role that he has had up to now uh, over Wagner. So I, I know that all sounds very complicated, but it. It geopolitically, uh, it's it's significant because you know Putin has used you know Wagner to advance his foreign policy interests across certainly uh, Africa, the Middle East, arguably even in Latin America. Uh, that may well continue. Uh, there is some evidence that uh, Wagner people continue to be inside Ukraine and may continue to do the bidding of Russia in that country. So. Uh, uh, some of the initial speculation was not correct. Uh, where we are today uh, is that, you know, clearly uh, Putin continues to have uh, strength, but he has been weakened because of this internal dispute. Uh, now, whether or not he'll be able to continue to, to do the sorts of things behind the veil, which is, you know, relying upon uh, these so-called mutinous uh, mercenaries uh, will be to, to be determined. So yeah, that's kind of background for you. The uh, analysis by some in the West here has been that uh, Putin was uh, 
severely weakened, and there were some who were actively cheering on the Wagner group as though somehow Prigozhin was a better alternative than Putin. Um, it, it seems to me, as an uneducated outsider looking in, um, that this at least gave Putin the opportunity to see who his friends really were. There have been reports now, Fox News reporting this morning, that um, that chief of staff, uh, Gerasimov, and the uh, leader or the uh, man in charge of the Ukraine operation, uh, Sergei Surovikin, uh, General Armageddon, as he's been called, have uh, suddenly dropped off the radar and may be under arrest, although this has been denied by Moscow. Uh, how has this affected Vladimir Putin seriously? Has he still got a firm grip on control, or are we seeing Russia uh, weakening to the point there might be some instability there? No, there, there is instability. As I told uh, Neil Cavuto the other day, because a year ago, I said there would be unrest in, in Russia. Uh, I just didn't know when. Uh, you know, when you rely upon mercenaries, when your uh, economy is savaged by sanctions, uh, when you have, uh, have to use oppressive means internally to go after your own people who are, are demonstrating against you, uh, when you have mobilization, when hundreds of thousands of people, you know, abandon the country because they don't want to serve as cannon fodder uh, in Ukraine, uh, then you know inevitably uh, unrest is going to happen. So it just took a little longer uh, than I expected, but it did happen. Um, you know, the, the West was not very good at not only anticipating this, uh, which I thought was pretty self-evident, uh, even you know, back in November of 20 uh, months before uh, this happened, uh, I said with significant confidence, and this is on online at Fox News, that it, there was better than a 50-50 chance that this war would happen. Um, because I had seen what had happened in 2014, I saw what happened in the Republic of Georgia in 2008, uh, and I kind of had some understanding as to what Putin was all about. Now, Putin is weakened, uh, there's no question about it. Uh, he has had to pull his forces and his the few reliable uh, people around him much closer than before. Uh, I, I would I would argue that you know the the implications are much broader. If you really want to know the the true implications, you have to go to Beijing, and you have to consult with uh, Xi Jinping, uh, the president there, the chairman of the you know the, the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, he is taking measures now to make sure his military is loyal to him. Uh, he is also taking measures to strengthen internal security uh, because I believe inevitably, uh, and we're probably uh, two or so years out, uh, he will try to take Taiwan. Uh, he's already tightening up internally and, and so forth. Uh, you know, as you know, uh, Derek, my book, Kings of the East, says, you know, their ambition uh, and communist China is to take over the world. I've been saying that for, for many, many years. Uh, and I think that we're beginning to see uh, plenty of evidence of that. Now, the relationship between Russia and China uh, does present the new Cold War, which I predicted in 2018 with my book, Alliance of Evil. Um, basically, Moscow is a subordinate to China. Uh, it is providing China with all the energy at once at a very cheap price, uh, and Russia is becoming more dependent upon Russia. Or, uh, Russia is becoming more dependent upon China all the time, and you know, unfortunately, using uh, 
the irregular warfare types of tactics that the Chinese are using, we're beginning to cave as well in many fronts. Um, it, it's very disturbing economically, uh, geopolitically, psychologically. Uh, propaganda is flowing into this country, and our military is being weakened. Um, I don't like to say any of this, but you know, it's after doing this for more than five decades, I've come to the conclusion that you know we have not only poor leadership, but uh, leadership that is incredibly naive about what's happening in this world. Uh, so the Russian piece, um, I, th I thought was predictable. I just hope we can stay out of a war, a uh, broader war. And I don't think that that's um, a given at this point uh, with Russia. Uh, certainly with China, I think uh, a conflict is almost inevitable unless we can begin to turn things around. And I have little confidence at all in Blinken, uh, much less in Lloyd Austin in the Pentagon or Burns at CIA. Uh, they've, they've made so many tragic mistakes uh, that things are, are just not looking up. Hmm. You, you mentioned uh, two of your books that I uh, mentioned in my introduction. The third is your forthcoming book, Divided We Stand, you know, looking at the influence of globalists on uh, where we are today. What we're seeing, in my view, is a kind of a bifurcation of the world where you've got the Western globalists uh, working through organizations like the World Economic Forum, trying to set up their uh, vision of heaven on earth, while at the same time you've got the BRICS nations, soon to include Saudi Arabia, possibly Iran, Argentina, Egypt, and others. So you've got this division where you've got, uh, on the one side, the Western globalists, and on the other, you've got, uh, what, 60% of the world's population and a big chunk of its natural resources. How is that going to play out as the globalists try to achieve their goal? No, I, I think inevitably, uh, economically, we will we will have our push and pull. But uh, kinetically, uh, in other words, through warfare and other, you know, whether it's cyber, you know, invisible or otherwise, or control of the you know, the space forces and the like, yeah, uh, we we could come to blows. Uh, but you're right. Uh, the, the BRICS is lining up against the, the Western globalist. Uh, uh, given the, the weak leadership in our White House with Biden and company, uh, they're blending in with uh, the uh, the Western European EU folks, as well as uh, with the Japanese, the Australians who are, uh, though they're, I know the Australians quite well. I've spent a number of trips down there and work with them even to this day. They are, are not as strong as we would like. Um, so, yes, uh, you know, the, the BRICS world is taking over Africa, Latin America, uh, as much of uh, Asia as they can. And, of course, we're left uh, with fewer allies than we really need. You know, what's happened in Russia is a distraction from the broader uh, regime of you know, taking over the world. And it's you know, if you sit sit back, you know, like you were in a you know space capsule looking down at the world, you would see things I think clearer than you do by you know just focusing on some of these little you know issues that are taking place. Um, these are broad brush uh, issues. Now, from a prophetic standpoint, I really do believe that uh, we could very well be you know inching or in accelerating toward the end times just because of how the geopolitical things are, are beginning to pan out. And of course, 
in this country, we've just abandoned all common sense and embraced, you know, satanic, uh, you know, ways with the, this whole transgender stuff and and trying to force, you know, parents to abandon their responsibility, give their kids to their uh, government, uh, which is pure Marxism. And, you know, I, I'm not sure a lot of people understand that. You're certainly not going to get it from mainstream media, but... Yeah, when you put all this together, it's it's painting not a very rosy picture. Hmm. Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis, he is a Pentagon insider and experienced geopolitical hand, but also views the conflicts through the lens of biblical prophecy. We highly recommend all of his books, and specifically in the context of our discussion today, Alliance of Evil, Kings of the East, the most recent, and the forthcoming book, soon from Defender Publishing, Divided We Stand. Uh, Colonel McGinnis, thank you for your time today. Thanks, Derek. All of Colonel McGinnis's books are available at the Skywatch TV store, skywatchtvstore.com. Straight ahead, portals and giants. The subject of this week's Skywatch TV program will tell you more about that straight ahead on 5 and 10. Christ compared the days of his return to those of Noah. Genesis 6-4 says, There were giants in the earth in those days. Are we as humans once again about to be brought face to face with a prophesied super race of malevolent giants, literally hell-bent on the destruction of the image of God and his people? What modern-day mysteries surrounding Gilgal Raphaim, the ancient wheel of giants, might be linked to a sudden hyper-acceleration of end times prophecy? Skywatch TV is proud to unveil for the first time anywhere the docuseries that uncovers what Bible scholars have missed for hundreds of years, the Angels and Giants Expedition Collection. When you order this phenomenal new collection, you'll receive the Angels and Giants, the Watchers and the Nephilim four-part docuseries on DVD. This groundbreaking new series travels the world and unveils for the first time ever archaeological, cultural, and even spiritual evidence of the existence of fallen angels and giants here on Earth. Beings whose allegorical, historical, and even physical handprints have remained purposely hidden behind the veil by wicked, anti-God evildoers. Until now. Join producer and director Rudy Landa, along with Tim Ross and their incredible team of scholars as they travel thousands of miles around the world to investigate dozens of ancient locations like Gilgal Raphaim, known as the Wheel of Giants, the megalithic structure in Israel that many prophecy experts believe was the place of biblical legend where Moses encountered an ancient species of giants when Israel settled in the land of Canaan and may even be the tomb of King Ah, the king of Bashan. Featuring interviews with world-renowned experts in ancient history, biblical theology, and academia, like Dr. Thomas Horn, Doug Vendor, Carl Gallops, L.A. Marzulli, Robert Putty Putman, Fritz Zimmerman, Stephen Wondernick, and Chief Joseph and Dr. Laura Lynn Riverwind, The Angels and Giants, The Watchers and the Nephilim four-part docuseries on DVD, brings you face-to-face with the truth about biblical portals, ancient star gods, the Book of Enoch, the rebellion in heaven involving fallen angels that brought about the birth of giants, a race of super beings known as the Nephilim, and the possibility of their imminent return here on Earth. But that's not all. This brand new collection also includes the Angels and Giants Illuminated Companion DVD. This standalone masterpiece takes you on an expedition of epic proportion. Join as the experts from the Angels and Giants series continue their examination of biblical giants, the Watchers and the Nephilim. You will explore the mysteries of ancient megalithic structures and learn why so many First Nation tribes and civilizations share the same origin stories rooted in the existence of giants and what the Bible has to say about 
about all of it. Sold separately, these items in the Angels and Giants Expedition Collection hold a retail value of $85. Yours right now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling. You can scan the QR code on your screen right now using the camera app on your phone to place the order at the skywatchtvstore.com or call 1-844-750-4985 and ask for the Angels and Giants Expedition Collection today. And this week on the Skywatch TV broadcast program, the fourth and final program in the series about this new documentary series, Angels and Giants, The Watchers and the Nephilim, our guests, filmmaker Rudy Landa and Doug Van Dorn, author of uh, Giants, Sons of the Gods, and the man who discovered the Serpent Mound of Bashan, the giant serpent-shaped ridge covered with megalithic burials, more than 140, according to the Israel Antiquities Authority, just a quarter of a mile from the wheel of the giants, Gilgal Rephaim. This week, we talk about portals, the connection to demons, and of course, the origin of demons, which the early church understood to be the uh, giants, the spirits of the giants destroyed in the flood of Noah. If you've not seen any of these programs, go back into the archives and uh, check them out. You can find them at our website, skywatchtv.com. All of our video content is there. Uh, you can also check it out at our uh, Roku or Apple TV channels. If you've got a set-top box, make sure you've got the Skywatch TV channel for that. And uh, of course, you can also find it at YouTube and our Rumble channels, youtube.com slash skywatchtvnow or rumble.com slash skywatchtv or download our free mobile app. The app is available for iOS, Android, and Amazon Kindle Fire phones and tablets. All of our video content is there. And this week, once again, showed why getting our app is so important. Because the women's program, Simply His, which had its own YouTube channel, was, well, was canceled. Apparently, the ladies of Simply His said something that uh, went against community standards. And the Simply His YouTube channel has been spiked by the gatekeepers at YouTube. So if you want to make sure we are never, can and by the way, this is why we've never put five and 10 on YouTube, because I'm sure we'd say something, probably something we said in this program would have gotten us canceled, but you can make sure you never miss a program by getting our mobile app for your smartphone or tablet. Again, iOS, Android, Amazon, Kindle Fire, phones and tablets. It is absolutely free. All of our video content is there, a calendar of upcoming events, news updates three times a week and more. And we've got links to their app stores for the uh, version of the app that's right for your device. Posted at skywatchtv.com. You'll find it in the top menu bar. Thank you for watching as we keep watch. I'm Derek Gilbert, and this is 5 in 10 from Skywatch TV.